morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. And today we got a fun one. Um, Israel Abanaconda, running back from Pitt. He's a junior, 5'11", 215 pounds. And I'm super excited to bring on co-founder of Campus to Canton and noted Pitt fanatic, Austin Nace. Austin, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Anytime I get to talk Pitt, it's a good day. Yes, definitely. Not much to talk about lately, it feels like, but, you know, hey, it's just like Michigan State. I've only got like one prospect this year I could talk about. So I'm actually thinking about doing it solo, too, because I don't know if I can have anybody come on here and talk bad about my boy, Jaden Reed. So so that's 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 a, that's a choice I have as a host, right? Excuse exactly. well, me. <laughs> Michigan State and Pitt are kind of similar programs. I mean, we, we share the Nard Dog and beyond yep. that, I mean, it's, you know. You, you, your hope for the uh, the best outcome is that you kind of build up to that fourth year where everybody's a senior and kind of what we saw last year in that that bowl game where they got to play each other. Israel, as a prospect, was a three-star guy from Brooklyn, New York. Um, he was the class of 2020. Yes, I read that right here. And as a, and then he, I hate when I try to talk when I'm switching in between tabs. I got to quit doing that. Um, I try to switch between tabs and talk at the same time. Probably shouldn't do that anymore. Uh, 2021, he saw the field a little bit as a sophomore, 650 yards rushing, seven touchdowns, caught 24 passes. Uh, this last year really emerged on the scene as a lead back with 1,400 yards for a six-point yard per carry, 20 touchdowns, but only 12 receptions. So he saw that step back a little bit. Um, but his breakout age, all his analytics, all match up. Kid's only 20 years old. He's young. He's got a lot to love about him. So let's dive into the skill set. Austin, what skills does Abanaconda have that you think will make him successful in the NFL? Yeah, so I think he's a pretty good runner. I kind of, when I look at, at a lot of these running backs, I kind of, there's there's a, a type of back that I kind of call the slasher. And what I usually define by that is a guy that's probably better in kind of a one-cut system if you can run him on some of those slight outside zone concepts, really just anything that isn't, you know, straight you know gap power every single run um uh, the back will probably have some success because once they just kind of have that chance to, to to stick their foot in the ground and get upfield quickly and go that's when they're doing their their best work and some of the the top guys in that kind of category guys like cam Akers, guys like uh, travis etn you know they're a little more athletic i think overall than a bonaconda but i think he kind of fits into that bucket of player where he very much like north south is not going to mess around a lot behind the line. You kind of have to spoon feed him the lane a little bit, which is why I think that some of those outside zone concepts are a little better for him. But once he can hit that gap, and if you can kind of simplify things down for him at this stage, he he's big, you know, 210, 215, probably somewhere in that range. He's pretty fast. I think he'll run around a 4.5, maybe slightly underneath that. Um, he does have a 4.5 verified at the opening from high school, so we know that he's done it in the past, and he weighed... 195 ish in high school so he wasn't you know he hasn't gotten that much heavier so i think kind of that combination makes him a deadly home run kind of guy but what the other side of that coin is that i'm not sure that he necessarily is a game-changing type back at the nfl because he's not quite on that cam makers level he's not quite on the etn level and i think there's you know once you get away from that tier you start really questioning whether that guy can be an every down lead back in the nfl right that's exactly what i noticed on the on the like right on the nose that he, I saw impressive burst and speed for his size, you know, you, and then also that power, but he's a guy who's not going to mess around at all. 
Like, I mean, he, you know, when they try to swing him outside, he would really quickly turn it inside. You know, he's, you tell us that is strength, you know, he's not going to be the type that can go laterally like that and, and have that speed or not a type of guy who's going to juke and, and, and lose. I mean, he loses a lot of speed. He throttles down really quickly when he does that. So you definitely like to see him go north and south more. Like you mentioned, if you have tacklers set up in a nice little lane for him, I mean, he knows how to use his blockers. He's patient enough. I think his vision's good enough. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about it in the weaknesses. When when you have something defined for him, he's definitely a guy who will get north and south. I'm curious to see what your comp is if you have one because you see a path where he could be successful. I'm not going to compare him to James Conner, but he could have that type of success, you know as a guy who's not going to be flashy and he's, he's a good enough pass catcher. I don't know why they didn't use him more as that last year because he's got pretty decent hands and stuff. So I, I don't know why either, other than I think it was a key on Slovis issue. Uh, they, they did <laughs> switch quarterbacks. Um, Slovis yes. was, I think, you know, putting it kindly, if the ad experiment was a failure pit, but the offense really kind of changed what they wanted to do. You could see they tried to do the same things that they were doing in 2021 early in the season. And they realized about two, two and a half games in, that's that's not going to work. We just kind of need to give it to Izzy a ton. They had, I think, a top five most experienced offensive line in the country. So it quickly just turned into like, let's just get it in his hands. Like, let's not mess around with Slovis too much because this is not working. A couple little side notes. They did use him as a kick returner a little bit. And as a pass blocker, he was very willing and very, you know, not, not the best technique, but definitely would try to get in the way. And, you know, he's definitely a blue-collar type of back. So what do you think could hold him back? Like, we kind of hinted at it a little bit. Yeah, I think he is a little bit landing spot dependent. Uh, We are seeing more and more of these NFL teams nowadays. People want to call it, you know, kind of that Shanahan-style running game. His disciples are kind of dispersing across the NFL. So you are seeing, you know, now that the the Jets have been running it. We'll see if they still are with uh, the new offensive coordinator there. Miami's running it. A couple of these other teams have kind of started picking up on some of these concepts as well. But I do think for him to have a significant NFL career that he probably needs to land on a team that isn't just going to and that that isn't just going to run a bunch of power stuff, isn't just going to ask him to run between the tackles to, um, you know, kind of make those reads like it needs to be the hand of the ball. He's got, you know, one gap to look at. And if that gap's not there, then a second option. And that's basically it, at least early in his career. And he needs to be able to go. So I do think becoming a rotational back early on one of those type of rosters, like I think if Miami took him in the fourth round and kind of slotted him in as like a do everything kind of guy or the fifth round, I think that would be a great spot for him. Like I wouldn't project him to be the leader. He'd probably rotate with with a Mostert or a Jeff Wilson or a guy like that. But I think having giving him a defined role early that works within his strengths is how you see success with him early. I think if an NFL team just takes him and says, this is an intriguing archetype of a back, let's see what he's got. I think that's where we just maybe never really see him break out outside of maybe like an odd game where there's an injury and, and he gets 25 carries. Like I, but, but I think, you know, landing spot is really, really, really going to be important for a guy like Izzy. Right. And then as far as the, the only skill I saw that, and we alluded to it a little bit was his navigating through the line, you know, like congested areas, things like that. You know, some backs are really good at that. They can run into the, you know, two, three blockers and they'll squirt out, you know, and they'll, they'll find something. They like will create a crease on their own. That is definitely not easy. I mean, it's just not his game at all. And then it also 
goes to the second level. He's not going to be the type that's going to dart in between the defenders, you know, and create all these crazy plays by himself. You see him break off a lot of plays, but it's because he gets that that spot, and then he's got good enough burst to get that top speed pretty quick and get out of there. So, a lot of lot of big plays, a lot of big plays at Pitt. So, it, really it's fun weird. to watch him. It's weird because it's not even like he's like stiff or anything. Like I think he's got pretty, you know, loose hips. He's got some nice flexibility, but yeah, right. he's not like the kind of guy that's really, you know, going to make a ton of people miss even in space. Really? Like that's just not really right. his, it's, it's, it's a very odd skill set with what he, I, at least I think he can do physically just based on some of the testing stuff and, and based on how I have seen him move. Like it's, it's, it's very, very odd. It doesn't make him a bad player. It just makes him a little more limited and, and guy again, that you're probably not like he can run an NFL backfield for a handful of games. If he has to, I'm not sure I'd ever as an NFL team be really happy with him as like a long-term projected starter. I, I noticed when, when watching it almost felt like he was, if you watch him and somebody gives like Gibbs side by side, I mean, Izzy looks like he's moving in slow motion. Yeah. I mean, I, he just, he looks slower than he is, which is, I know, kind of a funny thing to say, but he doesn't appear to have that juice, but he <laughs> does have it when he gets out in the open field. But you see it as he runs, as he gets to the second level and stuff, he just doesn't have the type of elusive burst that will cause him to create. You see the big plays at Pitt, but I don't think you'll have as many of them in the NFL, basically. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, let's see here. And then as far as draft projection, I'm, the NFL mock draft database doesn't have a whole lot. They put him at 146 projected round of projected fifth round. I think he's clearly a day three guy. I know we like to say day two at can't campus to Canton for everybody, but I think is he's day three. Is that where you got him at? And yeah, I, I don't think there's any chance he goes earlier than that. I do think he'll do well at the combine. We might see him on right. a mock draft yeah. database, you know, bump up a little bit based on that. But I, yeah, I don't see him as a, a third rounder. I think even fourth round is pretty rich just based on how deep this running back class is. Where do you have many running back rankings as far as this class? Yeah. So I don't really maintain like official rankings anymore. Unfortunately, like after these guys, I take them out of my Debbie rankings. Like it's just, you know, there's a void somewhere and all these guys are hanging out now, but I did just kind of toss toss together uh, what my rankings have looked like at the end of the season. And he would be my RB 12 in the class, um, which is still not bad. I mean, last year maybe it would have been RB seven or eight or something like that. It's just a, a a much deeper class. Um, And and 12. Yeah. I mean, still, still not terrible there. So I think he's an NFL guy. Like I think Tevin Coleman type career would not surprise me at all. I think he could be that kind of guy or I, I, uh, Noah, uh, our friend Noah, um, uh, at Compton kind of the Jerome Ford. I don't think that's a bad comp either. Kind of these limited backs that, that are rotational pieces. And I think that's, you know, that it's not a bad projection or a, you know, I don't think it's too harsh to say that. Yeah. I like that. Those are pretty good player comps too, I think as far as style and, and, and career projection. So yeah, I was just looking at the um, analytics that you wrote down here. I don't know if you wanted to touch on any of those real quick for. Yeah. So I just kind of uh, snipped a couple of the things for RB for running backs. I don't look at a ton of data stuff. Right. Um, but I did kind of just pull out, you know, how does he look as a receiver? Uh, that sophomore year obviously stands out as a bit of a um, anomaly, I guess you could say. But he, uh, you know, he did OK from a market share perspective, about 5% over his career uh, from a receiving standpoint. The crazy thing about him is like, honestly, so Rodney Hammond is the other back there in that pit backfield. And he's a very competent college back. I don't think he'll be a an NFL guy or anything. but um, we wouldn't have seen this year's Izzy if Rodney Hammond didn't get injured in the opening game of the season because Hammond 
they tried to get Izzy going early in that opening game against West Virginia, and he did nothing. Hammond was crushing it. I think Hammond would have had this the year that, that Izzy did this year. So he got a little bit lucky in that regard, and I think that did kind of help some of his overall, you know, his, his rush yards over expected coming into this year weren't particularly great, and I think that would have been low. I'm not a big rush yards over expected guy, but if you are, he did end up net positive over the course of his career. Um, and yeah, the, the market share numbers don't look great except for this year where they look really, really good. I will say his athletic profile, just according to the comps that we have, you're looking at guys like Joseph Adai. That's an interesting comp. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, Deion Jackson, Joe Williams, uh, on Johnson, I think is another actually really interesting one. And then obviously there, there's a couple bigger names on here. Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. I don't quite think he's that level of athlete. Um, the testing numbers might say he is, but I, I don't think he is. But I mean, it's not... Like some of these guys, you pull up the athletic comps and you're like, oh, God, like <laughs> this is not looking promising for this guy. But like you look at I mean, I've heard John Emery's on here. I've heard every single one of these these comps and they were all, you know, at least lasted for at minimum a cup of coffee in the NFL. So I, I, I think that that's uh, a, that that's about what he's he's going to do. Right. I, I loved carry on coming out, but I could see that comp as well. Like carry on was a little bit bigger. I think I feel like he was. Uh, but I can see that the play style and everything and exactly the way they played in college almost. So, man, I wanted carry on to be a thing, man. I had him everywhere. We got a couple, <laughs> we got a couple off seasons. He was an off season champion there for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. Where we, oh, is this the year? So that, it, that could be Izzy. That could be Izzy. That's, that's yeah. just that, that's, that's the tier. And some of those guys work out and some of those guys don't. I know that kind of sounds like hand waving or, you know, just, but, but I, I think that's just kind of what he is. All right. Thank you, Austin. As always, it's always good to talk to you, man. Can you tell everybody where he can find you on Twitter and what you're working on these days? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dwight. And thanks for doing these every single day leading up to the draft. Not a small task for sure. Uh, at Debbie Dietz on Twitter and everything that I do is at campuscanton.com. Excellent. Thank you very much. You can find me on Twitter at Peebles, FF Peebles Champ. Find everything we do here at Campus to Canton also. Make sure you check out all our, our shows. I'm terrible at plugging them, and I'm sorry, guys, because I know that it's just not one of the things I do. But just today, I listened to the, the official. That is one that I highly, highly suggest you check out. Even though Felix was the host, they do some pretty damn good things on the official. They talk about guys. They're one of those podcasts where I sit and take notes because I don't want to miss a name they talk about. So make sure you check out that one. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.